Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to play armchair executive for the gaming industry's biggest corporations. I mean, it's hard not to with some of the dirt we've been getting lately. There's some good stuff out there. Uh, I mean, it's the FTC's ongoing lawsuit. And all this cool information is tumbling out of it. Sony apparently spent over $200 million to make Horizon Zero Dawn. And I know what we're all thinking. Let's just all say it at once. Why didn't they spend that on making a new wipeout, right? Why couldn't they just break some money off and make it? I didn't say, I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say that. You're the only one that cares about Wipeout. I mean, there are a few people that love Wipeout, but let's say five. Let's say five. Let's say five. Yeah, there's, there's me, there's you. So that's at least two. And then Charlotte, right? That's the show with the big balls. I like that show. Lawrence isn't the only one rendered speechless by the amounts of money tossed around by game corporations these days. And it's not just Sony either. Comments about Xbox's Game Pass have everyone worried about the amounts of money game corporations are pumping into the system and dreading what might happen when that money dries up. That's right, unsustainable. It's the inside game's word of the day. It's on everyone's lips, which is why it's time to throw to the staff member that was voted least sustainable at her high school prom. Charlotte, please break this down for us. Right on, right on, catching a stray here in the script. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you mentioned prom because this story also starts with us getting a peek at something a bit naughty. Charlotte, if you weren't in the script, it would have been me, I promise. Uh, and hopefully, <laughs> This, this one doesn't end with an embarrassing and very public emotional breakdown. That is for you to decide and for my graduating <laughs> class. As far as Sony is concerned, though, a poorly redacted document ended up revealing their internal budgets for game production. The information looks like it was blotted out with a simple Sharpie marker, which didn't quite cover the slightly darker printed ink underneath. One trusty zoom and enhance later and the forbidden data is all ours. Uh, and while many in the games industry have warned about the unsustainable cost of AAA games production, now, we have some hard numbers straight from one of the world's leading games producers. Mm, okay, hit us with them. I want those numbers. You got it. Horizon Zero Dawn's development lasted five years, cost $212 million, and hit a peak headcount of 300 employees on the project. The Last of Us Part II's development lasted over five years, cost $220 million, and peaked around 200 employees. Woo! That is a lot of numbers and so redacted. Ooh. Yeah, you like redactions? Here's one for you. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna it right now and just let the editor man and that's what I got to say. Those are the best in the business. It's what we're always saying, Charlotte. She got the best redactions in the business. We're saying that all the time. Well, you know what you won't want to redact is this special offer from Bespoke Post, sponsor of today's episode. Today's episode of Inside Games is sponsored by Bespoke Post. They're a monthly membership club delivering a box of awesome. We're talking top shelf goods from under the radar brands free to join. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Here's a cool thing, very patriotic. 90% of the products come from small brands, many of which are based right here in the United States. For instance, there's the Trail Box. The gut hook knife in the Trail Box is made by Titan International, located in sunny Illinois. Every box of awesome has around $70 worth of goods inside, but only costs you a fraction of that value. And this is all based on a preference quiz that you fill out. You'll get a box of awesome assigned to you, and before it's shipped, you'll get a preview of what comes inside to decide if you'd like to keep it, uh, swap it for a different box or just skip the month entirely for no charge. You only pay for what you want. You put it in front of you and you get to wave it away like some kind of ancient pharaoh. My personal favorite has been the concentrate box. The concrete desk set keeps my desktop organized. The cold brew coffee maker keeps me energized and the Believa bitters give me an extra zing when I'm feeling sassy. And now that it's summer, I also got the parked camp chair so I can watch fireworks from my roof in comfort and compact style. So get your box of awesome today to get 20% off your first box of awesome. 
click the link in the description and enter Inside Games 20 at checkout or go to bespokepost.com slash Inside Games 20. Thank you very much for the sponsorship, Bespoke Post. Now, getting back to the story, other developers had slightly more profound reactions to these giant budgets. Former Psychonauts 2 developer Lizette Titer Montgomery pointed out that Sony had to spend almost a quarter billion dollars over six years on The Last of Us Part 2 before seeing any return. She says, quote, game teams this size for this long are not, period, sustainable, period. Former Capcom and Xbox producer Shayna Bryant extrapolates that out, that budget, to a burn rate of $3 million a month. Which she says explains why developers can't just arbitrarily change a release date when they're getting close to launching the game. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, former Vlambeer developer Rami Ismail put the amount into further context, saying, quote, I'd need a tenth of that to fund 20 to 30 incredible indie games by super cool devs around the world. Yeah, and while the numbers are big and the takes are warm, I guess, budgets of this size aren't exactly brand new information. Shuhei Yoshida, head of PlayStation Indies, revealed a budget size of $200 million for God of War Ragnarok in an April 2023 interview with The Guardian. The sticker shock is real, though, and will probably get shockier from here. Yeah, it's a concern about sustainability for one, but also competition and where things are going. How can any new company expect to compete against these games when you have to spend $200 million or more up front just to get the game made in the first place. Yeah, well, one way is to be a tech giant with multiple other revenue streams that allow you to acquire a whole roster of exclusive studios and then burn it a loss for years until you start out your competition. Yeah, yeah, that's the other side of the unsustainable <laughs> coin. There's that word again. Uh, Xbox's Game Pass. It's almost a Microsoft playbook. They do this a lot, uh, which is why everybody's so worried about them acquiring more studios. But yeah, Virtually everyone in games right now, including even the consumers, us, we all kind of understand that Game Pass isn't sustainable at its current price. doesn't seem meant to be. But Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan put a much finer point on that. <laughs> he always does. Jim, the one-two Ryan. Yeah, pow, pow, pow. Every time. All right, sp speaking in an investor meeting, Jim Ryan claimed that after talking to all publishers... <laughs> this is my favorite that they unanimously do not like game pass because it's value destructive uh he wanted to say that quote this is a very commonly held view over many years by the publishers jim ryan said everybody says it sucks there you go he said it and that's that <laughs> right charlotte yeah, well, maybe. Uh, Jim Ryan, <laughs> Jim the TKO Ryan, uh, missed one or two publishers in his Whistle Stop tour. For example, Sports Interactive studio head Miles Jacobson specifically disagreed with Ryan's sentiment in a recent interview with Eurogamer. He said, I don't recognize some of the quotes that I see from other studios and depositions. I don't recognize that in our business. It's all very sunny for us. Oh. No More Robots founder Mike Rose chimed in with similar enthusiasm saying that they're now funding three more games from a single Game Pass deal. Rose said, It's taken us from let's keep doing what we're doing to we can start funding bigger things now. We can really help different people out. Oh, okay. Oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Uh, recent headlines paint an odd picture here. On one hand, you got Sony driving up the value and prestige of games production so high that really anybody can't compete. Uh, on the other, you have Microsoft tossing out checks left and right, supposedly devaluing games to the point where they won't earn enough money to exist. Yeah, so we have two different strategies, almost two 
opposites as far as consumers are concerned, and they're both being called unsustainable. So <laughs> how did we get here? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. From our perspective, uh, it seems like both Sony and Microsoft are willing to spend a lot of money now to try and get players invested in their particular ecosystems. Uh, you want players hooked on your services, so that's where all their friends, save files, trophies, the whole the whole thing, it's all right there. Yeah, I mean, there's people on PC who won't play on anything other than Steam, because that's just where it's all at. Yeah. So here's the trick, though. Once you get them invested you get them hooked then you you squeeze them you give them that little <laughs> twist and we're seeing some early squeeze we're getting that early little pinch it's it's there from both sony and microsoft sony has faced class action lawsuits in multiple countries over price fixing in their own digital stores long story short there since sony doesn't sell game codes to retailers they have a complete monopoly on digital pricing that means digital games are often way more expensive than they are physical with sony taking a tidy 30 percent on every sale that's extra bad if you have a discless ps because you have no choice but to pay the Sony tax or switch platforms. But Sony knows that'll mean leaving your game library, trophies, and friends behind, and they're pricing against that accordingly. Mm, those bastards. On the other hand, you got Xbox, who just increased the price of Game Pass Ultimate, like I said they would, from $15 to $17, right before the service gets its biggest release yet. Remember, I said this. Starfield. Yeah, it's... Bruce did call it. It was so on the nose, I thought that they wouldn't do it. But yeah, they got to make money no, at some point. And it's just, it's only going to go up from here. That's for sure. Uh, as far as the broader impact, though, Game Pass itself is kind of an ongoing experiment in the game's ecosystem. The results of which we really have yet to see. Maybe there is truth to Ryan's claims that it's value destructive, but... I don't know. I remember people saying that about Steam sales, that, that once people bought a game for a nickel, they would never pay full price ever again. But that turned out not to be the case at all, really. People are still willing to pay full price on the first day just because they love them so much. So I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Game Pass. It's an excellent point, Lawrence. I don't even think about that. Uh, both companies are burning money to earn you as a loyal customer. That's usually what companies do, honestly. Uh, just be aware that they're only doing it to get your money in the long run. They're going to squeeze you, I promise. It's just not right now. Uh, luckily, we all get to enjoy the benefit of that money fight for right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games to speak for it. So putting it that way, which unsustainable method of games production do we prefer here and in the audience? Sony's or Microsoft's? I don't know. What do you think? As much as I love, I love being squeezed as much as the next girl. Um, so I I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think with the Sony side of things, it's it's, it's a high, it's a hefty price tag, but it's almost an easier pill to swallow because there's so few and far between these, you know, you know, we look at the development life cycles of like Horizon Zero Dawn and The Last of Us 2. And that's like five plus years. That's a lot of time between them. Whereas I canceled my Game Pass, then tried to play Forza 5, realized that I didn't own it, didn't want to pay it. So instead I signed up for Game Pass again, which I will surely let lapse beyond four months, thus costing me more. But I'm too simple. I'm, I got too much monkey brain, and so I can't help it. So I, I almost feel like I appreciate the straight up purchase more still as a consumer, despite the fact that I don't actually own any of these things because they're all just digital licenses. So, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm just mad at Sony because they keep putting things on their storefront uh, on the PS5 that don't play with good input lag. Oh, interesting. Looking at you, Arkham City. Re oh yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, yeah. There's like a full half second of lag that was on sale. 
Someone saw it and went, I can put it on sale so it'll sell more. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I'm going to say I like Microsoft's value proposition because we get more games that way, at least right now. <laughs> um, they A lot of people are, are making a lot of video games. And what I always say is more art is always better. So I would love to experience a bunch of different video games rather than just Sony's, you know, three or four. Um, and uh, I promise you, it's coming down the pipe. We're not going to get this for long with Game Pass. It's going to be $50 in two, three years or whatever. But for now, we're getting a lot of video games for a very small price. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. I, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be the self-elected auteur of the group. I kind of like the creative conditions of Game Pass more than Sony's model. Because if you're putting $200 million down on a game, you're probably not going to take a lot of risks with it, you know? Uh, to the extent that you can guess what it's going to be popular five years from now. But I don't think it's going to do a... Last of Us is, I guess, the exception to this and maybe the way that Sony proves that they're not going to go down this route. But yeah, big budget games tend to not really push the boundaries of much because they need to sell to everyone. Well, they made a risk putting Zero Dawn on the first on the title, the dumbest subtitle I've heard in a minute. People found a way to get over it. Oh, that's Sony magic. Zero Dawn. That probably means something in the game, right? It's almost certainly. I didn't, I never got I never got far enough in to know, so I don't know. I would rather have like ten Pentiments, uh, Grounded's, Hi-Fi Rushes, games of that caliber than one horizon and that's that's my taste i know other people really would prefer the huge prestige big budget flashy ones that really like make you feel awesome because you have an hd tv and stuff like that but i like the yeah i like the more attempts at more creative ideas and game pass seems to really empower that yeah absolutely um it's a, we're kind of in an interesting space right now we're getting both which is nice but i'm worried that one of those ecosystems is just going to either go away or change completely and then we're going to be kind of shit out of luck um hey here are some patrons for our Inside Games Patreon that are Team Sony. The bigger, the better. Raulo, Dan Halloran, Keita White, Mark Fletcher, and Lenny Neves. They want $500 million spent on one video game. Oh, that's funny, Bruce, because my patrons are all Team Xbox. They want a million indie games that cost one penny each. Just disposable little things that you play for five seconds and move on. Dougal Tutbo, Tito007, Kyle Abbott, Jonathan Lenowski, and Brown Sugar. Thank you very much for supporting us. Hey, speaking of that... Uh, we've been taking that Patreon funding and we're putting it into the arts. We're investing it into games culture with the creation of memes, custom boutique memes that playfully skewer the, the modern goings-on of the gaming industry. Uh, <laughs> I call it the New Yorker of gaming. I think that's a, a fitting and just title that we've completely earned. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, we make them and they've been Patreon exclusive for now. But I don't know. I think they're maybe too good to hide. We need to start spreading these around. Spread the message yeah. of uh, Inside Games. Point is, your Patreon dollars create art with a capital A, and we appreciate that. So, also maybe check it out if you want to support what we're doing. 